This is a HeadGum Podcast. People need to vote, though. That's all I'm saying. Vote? Yeah, man. It's election day. John. Get out and vote. Why are you making it like voting matters, dude? <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. Voting? It's like, no. I Look, I'm a big believer in voting, and I get really mad. I was really upset this election when people were like, I didn't like any either one of them, so I didn't vote. <laughs> nah, not an excuse. No, not even a little bit. And the thing is, midterms matter. This isn't midterms, is it? No, next year is midterms. But yeah, you know, you got a new, you got a couple. New Jersey, I know, has a governor election. New York uh, does too, right? Oh, is that this year? I think so. Oh snap! I haven't uh, been paying attention. Great job, Jay. <laughs> great, great job. I actually still vote. I'm just in being Jersey. honest. I, don't, I respect it. James, did you vote in the last election? Uh, 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 you mean like when it was like Donald Trump and, and Hillary Clinton? Yeah. Yeah. Is, was that the last one? Oh, did you really oh not? Are for you, real? Are you stalling? <laughs> James, for real? <laughs> no, I did. I did. I, I voted. I okay. Voted. Okay. You scared All me. Right, I've, but Ooh. who did I vote for? No. <laughs> oh, you better. Uh, hey. Hey, we don't play those games. I will walk out of this podcast <laughs> right now. Yeah. I have a friend See, who, who said that he he voted for a potted plant. That's what he said he voted. Your friend should be smacked in the face. Wait, in yeah. the 2006? Did he like write in for the, potted? Like, you know, you can just write it, like write a name in. Did he really waste? 20, he should be smacked. 2016, he said potted plant. In 2016. You're talking about the last King of Scotland. He he voted. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm so what? mad. What? No. What? That was even come terrible. From? That was terrible. The last Stop, King you know, of Scotland. There's no need to repeat it. Is who Boo. he voted? That was bad, Boo. dude. That was bad. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. No one is with you. <laughs> no one is with you. Nick, just start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drum Milligan. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Black, 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 that's very sad that it does. Uh, my name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Draw Milligan. And my name is James the Third. I thought you were gonna do like an African accent or something. Yeah. I thought about it, but it was gonna be it was gonna be so bad. Oh. <laughs> uh, I mean what you I, did um, was also bad. No, but like it would have been like offensive to all all African people. <laughs> so I didn't do it. Um Today we are reviewing. It's my a- name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you just? Did you- oh my god! <laughs> you got to finish it now. What is it? <laughs> Wait. You got to <laughs> do it. Yeah. Okay. Is and my name is James the Third. 
That's not bad. Thank I mean, you. That's not bad. <laughs> also, also, it's just a random. Like I don't even know where in Africa yeah. you're supposed to be from. Who knows? Uh, uh, um, okay. So we review films of leading black actors. We talk about the do films we, in the context do of we, race John, in Hollywood. Do we review movies with leading black actors, or do we just review, Honestly, review yeah. movies with black people on the poster? Like, what yeah, do we I do? Have the same question. <laughs> what is the purpose of our podcast? Again? What do we do? <laughs> we. Re- we review films uh, with where black actors are the are the lead are the lead, which means the main character in the movie. Yeah, and we talk about that in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Why you stole it? <laughs> well, the thing well, is, I mean, so he the thing is, is the anybody character, anyone who doesn't, anyone who didn't see the movie The Last King of Scotland, which is the movie we are reviewing today, starring uh, Forrest Whitaker and James Wrong. McAvoy. Starring James McAvoy, featuring Forrest Whitaker. Those of you, those of you who probably who are listening to this and haven't seen the film, Good you're job. probably like, "What are you talking about? The Last King of Scotland, the movie that Forrest Whitaker won Best Actor for, the movie that James McAvoy I didn't even realize was in, but or maybe I did realize and I knew that he a nomination from BAFTA for Best Supporting Actor, the movie where if I Google The Last King of Scotland." 7,000 pictures of Forrest Whitaker pop up. The one where the poster is just Forrest Whitaker on the poster and it says the last king of Scotland and it's about a Ugandan dictator. Idi, what is his name? Amin, how do you um, say his name? Is, uh, Idi yeah, Amin. Amin. Idi, Amin. Amin. But it's Idi, is Idi Amin. Idi Amin. You're, you're talking about that movie? Or Amin. What are you talking Amin. about? What do you mean he's not the lead of the movie? He clearly is. He won best actor for it. So the thing is, we're noticing uh, it's a pretty established <laughs> rule now that if the movie is about a black person and it wasn't created by a black person, then there's going to be a white character who's the portal for all the white people who are going to come and see this film. Hey, man, what you, hey, John, I feel like you're making a blanket statement. I mean, it's not like we've reviewed movies in the past where we've kind of proven this point. <laughs> 42. Oh, what? 42? Wait, hold on. It's not like it had, oh, you're right. Han Solo was the lead. Yeah. I mean, but hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, that's that's just one. It's not like we're talking about like... The Dark uh, Tower? Uh, wait, come on, man. Uh, oh, the little white kid. You know, little... Oh, man. Okay, the little white kid. All right, that's only two. That's not a real trend. I mean, let's look at another uh, best actor win for a black actor, Denzel Washington in Training Day. Okay, okay. Oh, okay, now, wait, now, wait, now but, you're doing it. But that movie's about... That movie's about... What's his name? It's a, it's a it's about a white cop who has not. to have his his reference day at work. But you know what? You know what? Let's think about uh, hidden figures, right? Because okay. hidden figures is about black women. It's not like we have a white savior in that movie who's 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 walking down the hall giving speeches and breaking down you know colored only bathroom signs or nothing like that. Well, that didn't really happen in real life. But what it you wasn't. mean? They made it up to make a white white savior in the movie? Yeah. Cool. So we're doing the Last King of Scotland. Apparently, it's based off a book with the same title. The book is also fiction. Uh, it stars uh, James McAvoy Why do we uh, talk as a fictional doctor who didn't exist. Why are we talking about like, like? <laughs> wait a minute. Like, this wait. The doctor's not a real doctor. No, bro. Person. No, bro. So the wait doctor, a minute. You mean to tell me? <laughs> no. You, no. I, oh, honestly, the doctor is not real. So basically. Right, well, so basically. Uh, so basically. Hold on. Let's stop here. Let's what? reschedule. We'll record another movie. We'll do another movie. <laughs> Honestly, um, I, I need to apologize to the listeners. Okay? We should have reviewed Love Jones, CB4, 
something where a black person was the lead instead of this piece of shit. Not only is this movie's a piece of shit, but when you realize this movie literally was, was made completely up. completely fake. It's completely <laughs> fake. And you had and I'm gonna spoil the movie, but some white dude sat and was like, hey man, I'm gonna make something about this, this, this African dictator. Oh, and you know what? I'm gonna have the white dude have sex with a black woman first thing in the book. Right. And you know what? I right off he, the bat. I think I think he should do the ultimate thing. I think he should fuck the dictator's wife. That's what he does. That's what he does. Yeah. So the real story behind that is that uh, that wife did sleep with a doctor, but it was a black doctor. Oh, you mean like the black doctor that was in the goddamn movie? Yo, my thing is why? What? And then also, also, she died during a botched uh, abortion, which is oh, he my, didn't mute. You mean to tell me he didn't mutilate her? No, she actually, the doctor who botched the abortion is the one who mutilated her, and then uh, uh, Itty, the last king of Scotland, the dictator took her remains and sewed them back up. Interesting. That's uh, interesting. I mean, it's just like a complete departure from the film. My question is, why it doesn't, we- even make, it doesn't make any sense. And in fact, do you know how this guy went down? Oh, because it wasn't it, because some doctor escaped the country no, he got and then raided. told all the presses. It's because he started a war. Yeah, and and it happened, was it? And he lost the war. Yeah, and it came. Was it twenty four hours, forty eight hours later or something yeah. like that? It's like yeah, he lost, and it only he, he, he died in two thousand three. And then he just he escaped and he went to Saudi Arabia, which the movie does mention, and he died in two thousand three. Do you know when he was born? Uh, wait, he was born. Um, James, I, got him up. I do. I I don't. I have no idea. Go ahead. Nineteen twenty three. Damn. And he just died. Nigga was 80 years old. He had a dream about him dying. He was right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, his dream was he was going to die wow. like at 80 or something, right? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to die old. I know. You guys, I, I mean, I, I got to be honest. I'm so mad. <laughs> I am. I'm so mad. Like so much so that like I'm not even like I'm not yelling or anything because it's just like this I mean, it, they did it again. They White did it again. They did, did it again. They did it back in 2006. They did it again. And the thing that's crazy is that, okay, I know we talked about fences. We haven't done initial thoughts. Because we both, I can tell you my initial thoughts, this movie, this movie can suck. My, you know, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to be calm. But the thing is, it makes me so mad because I'm watching this movie. And for the first 30 minutes, it's just fucking James McAvoy. James McAvoy opens the scene. He literally starts a movie as a wealthy kid and is like, oh, I need to go do in something. Scotland. Yeah, I need to go do something. Any place on the map. Picks Uganda randomly and shit. And you know what he does? Oh, that, I'm, I'm going to go be the gross. white savior. And, fuck, and the thing is, they made it so fucking happy. He's smiling. He has sex with a black woman. Gets back on the bus. Fuck this dude. And he's a fake dude. I'm This, bruh. And at the end of the movie, oh, you see like these black faces like smiling and grinning as he's being like kind of tortured and it's like yeah look out look at the evil black people and i don't like the shading of the black face that they put uh boris whitaker and um and uh kerry washington in they didn't even have a makeup oh my right God, that was terrible that was, was it was real terrible dark. but also real at one scene at one scene when he walks in when Forrest whitaker walks in and he's like who's trying to kill me whatever whatever his face has so much so much makeup on so it so much i'm like bro who worked weird. on this film like what I guess this movie begs the question to me mm-hmm. is why? Why do white people or white directors like do you think do you think this director patted himself on the back after he made this movie? hundred percent. The, oh, the Academy yeah. the Academy patted them all on the back. Like why do we keep like why do people keep doing this, man? Do, like makes me sad. I just think it's really interesting that the 
we have to review we have to review Lilies of the Field because all I know is only four black actors in history have won Best Actor: Denzel Washington, Forrest Whitaker, uh, oh, J- Jamie Fox, and Sydney Portier. Sydney Portier. So Lilies of the Field is what Sidney Portier won for. I'm really interested to see what that film is about. Because we know Training Day, yes, Denzel is the most amazing actor in that movie. I think, you know, he deserved an Academy Award. They gave it to him for that. That movie's cool. I really like that movie. Ethan Hawke is the main character. Yeah. And Denzel Washington 100%. is a bad guy. Yeah. And this movie that I never saw, I didn't realize until I yeah. watched it. James McAvoy is clearly the main, even more so than Training Day. Yeah, he's the main character. And they gave the best actor for, to Forrest Whitaker, and he's also a bad guy. And we don't learn much about him outside of the scenes. Now, Forrest Whitaker does a great job. Let's just say that right off the bat. One of the reasons we... This movie ain't about him. I'm not talking about yeah. Forrest Whitaker in this movie, yeah. because oh. this movie ain't starring Forrest Whitaker. He not... He, I need to talk about James McAvoy and the white two white writers and the white director who wrote this movie, who directed it. Because they, they, they fucked up with Forrest Whitaker, bro. I really feel like that. Yeah, he won an Oscar, but like he won an Oscar for what? For what? That's I like, mean, and even did they... Fu- I don't know this book, but the book is fiction. It's like, did they fuck over Forrest Whitaker or, ju- or just in general was this... Was this already gonna look like this for him? Like, is this book is the book not even really about well the dictator? Bo- is it more about the doctor? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I have the book. I have the book. Uh, yeah, the book is the book is also um, a work of fiction. Sorry, man. and yeah, it's about the doctor. Though there are some differences even in the book between the book and the movie. Um. So yeah, I mean, oh. let's talk about Forrest Whitaker though, just for a little bit because. I want to talk about I want to talk about him, not the movie. Well, I no, stop uh, just Forrest Whit- not Forrest Whitaker in the movie, <laughs> but Forrest Whitaker himself as an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go over. Do you guys have his IMDb? My phone is charging. Oh, uh, I can bring it up. I, I can I, I can pull it up. I have I have uh, Last King of Scotland open, so I'll just. I just know that I just know that one of the first times I really recognized Forrest Whitaker uh, was the movie Panic Room. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Uh, with Jodie Foster and uh, Kirsten Stewart, and he was so great in that movie, even though he's like a he's like a burglar, he's like the nice burglar, <laughs> or he's the one who's like the rational one, right? Uh, but, but I feel like I knew him before then, though, right? Like he, yeah, was, I mean, yeah, he yeah, was in so many then. things before, yeah. right? Yeah, he's he's been in stuff. He's um, I remember oh, him, yeah, man. I, I remember him because he was famous back in the day because. Honestly, because he was like a very dark skinned actor. So like even in Don't Be Minutes while drinking your juice in the hood, they all <laughs> when um Bernie Mac is going on that the the tirade of things he hates that's black, he definitely name drops the back of four with I hate the back of four right, with his neck. The, <laughs> 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 so dumb. It's so dumb. What are some of these? Yeah, because I we all know that he was in Ghost Dog's Way of the Samurai. We should lead a lead of that movie. Uh <clears throat> You know, recently in movies like Arrival, uh, you got him in that movie. <laughs> he was in that movie Vantage Point. Mm-hmm. I know. No, I never saw it. To me, the most imp- not the most important thing, but the one thing I, I want people to really know about Forrest Whitaker is that um, when you think about a lot of a lot of people who have made it in Hollywood who give back to like up and coming people, Forrest Whitaker is a part of the Sundance Film Festival, and he spearheads a lot of like black films we have now. Like he was behind, he helped, dope. 
um, getting the theaters. He helped oh, wow. Dear White People get in the theaters. He helped um, Fruitvale Station get in the theaters. Like, Boris Whitaker has legit, like, done it. Like, he's he's done the thing that I feel like I always wanted to do is, like, put people on. You know? Right. He put so many people yeah. on, and he did it without taking credit for it. You know? Yeah. The, one of the reasons I love Forrest Whitaker is because he's such an amazing... Wait, are you going to say... Where did he start? How did he start? Oh, well, he's such an amazing movie? character, actor, and... Uh, and now has become like a leading man sometimes, but we don't have too many of those. I feel like usually like a lot of the leading black men are like very, you know, you have your Will Smiths and your Denzels who like look uh, awesome and you very rarely have character actor, black character actors who become so prominent that they get to be, uh, right. Stars. But we don't have, like we don't have black, um, what's names? Gary Oldman's Uh, or no, we don't have, we don't have average men. Like we don't have everyday character actors. We don't have like we don't have the Tom Hanks yet, because that means yeah. if you're gonna have that kind of character, that means you're default. That means you're like just a standard person. And then you can adapt from that. But usually, like if you're a black person, you gotta be big right. and hulking or defensive. But I mean, even, even like like a Philip Seymour Hoffman or uh, right. Oh, like I'm a, trying to think of not Giovanni Ribisi. Oh, other Paul guy. Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> like we don't have we don't have black Paul Giamattis. Nah. Stanley Tucci's. But he got his first thing that was so crazy. Not first, but one of the biggest things was uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, that 1982 snap. movie. 1982. So my man has been here. My man has been out here for the longest time. Yeah. Man. 1982. Uh, remember, he was the host of the Twilight Zone, the new Twilight yeah. Zone. Yeah. Did you ever watch that, James? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember he's like in Species. I'm looking at this. He's like in Species and and phenomenon and like he's in, oh oh, like, oh i remember him in battlefield earth that terrible movie oh. with john travolta oh the um <laughs> what movie that was about um what was that religion um, well it's not about scientology but the the guy who founded scientology wrote the that book because he was a he was a science fiction writer elron he probably thought he made it when he did that movie too man i'm sorry well oh battlefield earth yeah. oh yeah i'm, I'm sorry Forrest. man Forrest has been out here for a minute so, I mean, he's great in this film, but all right, let's just start, I guess, right? Oh, I, we didn't do the... Can we do look at the box office real quick? I know this movie has like an 87% Rotten Tomatoes. Um, budget was 6 mil, made 48. Made 48 million, got that Oscar bump. Uh, it was nominated probably for a few. I know, I mean, obviously for Best Actor and Forrest Whitaker won. Uh, um, it got... It was nominated for a BAFTA for best screen best screenplay, best adapted screenplay. It got nominated for a BAFTA. Um, okay, so only one Academy Award nomination for Forrest Whitaker. Oh, man. So this movie wouldn't have even been on the map in the Academy Awards if it wasn't for Forrest Whitaker, which is why they probably put him as best actor. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, man. I don't want to talk about this movie. I'm upset. Yeah, like, neither do I. It's like I just feel like I feel wronged. I feel like. I don't want to give this movie respect. I feel like talking about this movie gives it respect and it doesn't deserve it. Like, I'm just like, I, I don't. Right. It's upsetting to me that legit, you always have these movies and you have these movies with these white men who always add a white character to be a savior and have the story. And it's like, if you want to do that, then just don't talk about black people, man. Like, if you want to talk about right. like a dictator, go find some white person in history and fucking add somebody into that story. Like, this dude legit added scenes where he fucked two black women, bro. Like, yeah. that's what he did. That's what he did. Like, it's not historically accurate. Like, he added that. And I'm like, for what, cuz? Like, for what? Yeah, and then the black and, dude who saves him at the end, then he dies. 
Yeah. So the only person like before, like at the. At the beginning of the movie, I was like, I think I like how how like grossly privileged he is because like I can't wait for that to be like for him to realize like how shitty he is as a person. Right. And then I mean it never really happens. It never it, really happens. That's yeah. that's and then now to hear that like all of this all of this was just made up, then it's just like, what What the fuck even was this? Like, it's based off of... So, like, apparently this character is based off of, like, a couple of people. One is this person who was a... who was considered a, um, a counselor. What do you keep calling him? You're my closest... Oh, advisor. advisor. Uh, you're my closest advisor. But there was this one dude who was an advisor. He was... But he was a part... And he was from Britain, but he was a part of, like, the military. He was... A, he was like a ex pat uh you know uh ex british soldier and like he came to uganda i guess for similar but not similar reasons actually he didn't come to be a doctor he came because he wanted adventure and he tried to any install installed himself into local politics he wanted to be a part of politics so much so that he actually yeah he was like a, a, apparently just as guilty when when all this stuff went down and people like realized like all the war crimes and all these terrible atrocities that were being committed, you know, this guy got equal share of the blame because he was like a supporter of uh I mean, so it he wasn't a good guy. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh and then there was another person who was a doctor, but he wasn't I means like close personal doctor. He was just a doctor that was like a part of the administration who was Scottish. So they like took a little bit of that, a little bit of this, and then just made it. And then, and they took like the story of the affair, the black doctor, but with a black doctor and the, and his personal doctor means personal doctor was also black. Uh, and they just took a bunch of different stories and like put them all together into this white character. What is, what is this? So what just even- for the, <laughs> Just for the listeners <laughs> like, who like want to know, like, wait, what is this? Well, then what if that's all the real stuff? What's the movie about? The movie literally starts. We start with like a bunch of young white people, like Having half fun. half naked, like jumping into a a lake. Uh, literally, that that's that's not a joke. Like that's the actual start of the movie. And then you realize they're in Scotland. They just graduated. He just graduated. Got his PhD. He's a doctor now. He's at home. His parents are like. Like good job, like not as good as blah blah blah, but like still good. I forgot yeah. even what he, that he was. like. It's basically not as good as my scores. His dad was not like, as good as my scores, but yeah. you know, good job. And then that upset him so much that he goes back to his room and screams. I don't know yeah, why. Great. Did you understand as, why as, he screamed? Because he's frustrated because his dad isn't taking him. Because his dad doesn't like him. Uh, yeah. Or so, even know. though his dad congratulated him because he gave him like a little bit of shade, he was he's he's oh, upset at his me. father. And so he ta- literally takes a globe and he goes, wherever your finger lands, that's where you're going to go. And he spins it, wherever your finger lands, that's where you go. Wherever you're going to land, that's where you're going to go. And he hits it and it said, and he says, Canada. And then he's like, nah, I don't want to go to Canada because there are white people there and like I can't be a savior there. And so mm-hmm. then he, he mumbles that to himself and then he spins it again and he lands on Uganda. And then now he's in Uganda. He's on a bus. We see him on a bus. He's talking to some to a woman there who speaks English. He's like asking her some questions. 
he literally sees hey man, the military talk, president. I can't talk about this dude, dude. Like, and then, bro, I'm not. I'm not about to, bro. Like, yeah, because it, it is a it is a joke. Let me know when we get the force. It is a, yeah. I'm not gonna keep talking about this white dude in this movie that's supposed to be about a black person. Like I'm not gonna do it. You're yeah. telling me. Yeah. You're telling me Viola Davis had to get nominated, had to win an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress, supporting. when she was the fucking lead of her movie. But Forrest Whitaker, who I love, got nominated for an Oscar and won for Best Lead Actress when this movie's about some privileged ass white boy. Like for real, and the thing is, yeah. not, I'm not even a racist dude, but I'm saying, but this movie is about a privileged white dude. This nigga had a chance to pick any place he wanted to go on Earth, and had the money to get there. He that I mean, just think about yeah, that yeah, bullshit. Yeah. My man went to college, got a PhD, and is upset his dad made a joke. Like you don't see his dad yelling at him. You don't see his dad saying you ain't shit, son. You don't see them living in poverty. This nigga had a house with fucking yak beside the bed. Oh my god. You know what I'm saying? And this nigga had a globe in his room that was huge. Picks a place and goes to fucking Africa. Is in a bus and is now about some oh just happy playing along with people. And he has sex with a black woman. Yeah, unex- unexplained. Literally, he's talking to this woman on no. a bus, and then it just cuts to a scene with them having sex. This movie's fucking it's a, offensive, it's really, bro. It's a joke like, that the movie starts like this. It starts like this with like they are they are hammering in how privileged he is. Like they're giving us every every opportunity to go fuck him. He's such a jerk. Like I can't blah blah blah. Like they even laugh off the Canada Uganda. Like kind of he just like flippantly decides where he's gonna go. Right. Right. And for for the movie to 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 move in the direction that it does. Is like it's laughable that this is what this movie is about, right? Because, because like, I guess like to me, what the movie was trying to set up in the beginning was like, oh, he's not racist. Like he he wants adventure. He's this white he he is a white boy who's like who's trying who has this weird like privileged sense of uh, I'm gonna help the world. Like I'm gonna help the poor black people in Africa. Man, I really do love Forrest Whitaker's speech at the end. By the way. It's, it's the best part of the movie. It's so great. It's the best part. It's and great. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the best part of the movie. It's so great, and it's, it's so real. Great. And I'm like, I'm on your, I'm on this guy's side. This murder. I, this I think murder. everyone is. I'm on. I. I everyone are they? Is. Yo, I mean, my. I don't is, know. And, no, because they took. And him, then they David Oyelowo wakes him up and is like, "You deserve." He even says, "You deserve to." Die. Yeah, you deserve to die. I'm like, he does deserve to die. He does. I mean, my thing. He deserves horrible things <laughs> to happen to him because my thing is, you don't go when the woman gets. Yo, there are parts in this movie that I honestly find disgusting. Well, I would rather is, watch he says, yeah. a he says, marathon. No, James, I would rather watch a marathon of Boo One and <laughs> Boo Two and Medea Medea's Christmas Just on loop, <laughs> on loop for twenty four hours than to ever see this movie again. I actually want to erase the fact this movie exists in my motherfucking mind because I plan on working with Forrest Whitaker one day, and I'm gonna say, "Hey, Forrest, for real though." That movie was some bullshit, you know it, right? And I want him to nod and say, yeah, because he has to, bro. Yeah. Like, John, my man not only has disrespected the black culture in this movie, bro, but he's disrespected black women. Like, at no point, at no point, if you're going to add these, like, fictitious things, okay, add a little bit more about his wife, you know? Tell us a little bit about her. Tell us a little bit about the son, then. Add something, bro. My man made a character who not only has sex with this black woman, goes and tries to fuck his bosses. The door was it. The was it. Uh, uh, what's her name? Scully. He tries to fuck Scully. That's in the beginning of the movie. It's early on. He keeps saying it's early okay. on. We. Oh my god, it's that okay. was so gross. It's okay. So so he like he gets to this place. Whatever. He's at. He's a doctor. He gets to some place. Who knows why? But there are other doctors there. They're white. Uh, Gillian Anderson is there. Who that? 
Scully. Scully from X Files. <laughs> and and she's married to the main doctor who is there. Mm-hmm. And but they're like hanging out, like, you know, there's like one little scene where you could tell like she's like sad that the husband is leaving again and she like never gets to see him. And then uh, you know, there's a there's a scene where they go to see the president mm-hmm. like give a speech. But then afterwards they're just like at a house and and they're like talking and then he like tries to kiss her and she's like, No. Like you, you, you don't understand. realize something different that um I peeped early on, well not early on, but late in the movie, that Scully gets a chance to explain herself. Like they have this moment, she's like, I, you know, I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. She starts walking out the house, she stops, she comes back and explains why she can't do it and what it means for her to be in Africa, right? That's true, yeah. When Kerry Washington has this affair and tries to come to him when they have a um she's pregnant, spoiler alert, by this white dude, and he doesn't give a fuck, he doesn't let her finish talking at any point. He Ooh. cuts her off and just tells her, Don't do that. That's what he says to her. Right. Don't get in a don't go to uh, um one of the doctors in the village to get an abortion. Yeah. And but my point is that you let that you let the white woman finish. She finished, she gave you her spiel. But the black woman you had an affair with and got pregnant, she wasn't allowed to talk. Okay, okay, white writers and director, cool. We can keep going with the movie now. Yeah. Uh should we talk about that first speech that Forrest Whitaker gives? Uh because it's like it's the first time you really see him, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like, and you're like, wow, he he's, and I, I imagine this is what this dictator was like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like a lot of they say, like he, you can tell there is, there is something about him that's like a little scary, but there's also like he's very charming, mm-hmm. he's like he's out there, he's like, you know, he's riling the people up, he's saying the right things, uh, he's laughing, he's jovial, and. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Like I, in the beginning, I was like, "Yeah, Forrest Whitaker is stealing the scenes," but he's not the focal point. <laughs> no, because half the time they're always talking about him before they actually get to meet him. Right. Like when he's first on the bus, he's like, "Oh, is that um um at me?" And they're like, "Yeah, that's him. We're so happy." And then you know when him and Scully go to see him, is they're talking about him. Right. So it's like he doesn't. He's not a part of the movie. Right. And she says, like, all these people were cheering the last, the person he overthrew. Mm-hmm. When that person overthrew the person before him, they were all cheering the same way. Like, mm-hmm. and she just, like, didn't want to be there. And I, I think the movie, I really don't know what this movie was trying to say about anything about white people because it clearly wasn't, even though there were times where I thought maybe it was going to. Like, at this part, I was like, oh, are they trying to set up that she's, like, a little bit racist? And then I realized, no, they're just trying to set up that like James McAvoy's character is naive and doesn't realize how evil all the black people are, right? I mean, it kind of. I mean, it is. Yeah, he doesn't. He's too naive to know what's really happening. He's too naive to know what's really happening. And so, and the black people with him though is like the black people at that point were really happy, and she's like, they don't know what they want. This guy is going to be just as bad, right? So that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like all the black people are all the all the black citizens are stupid, mm-hmm. and all the black leaders are bad. Yeah. And you just is that is is that not what is happening? Yeah, you're just too naive to know it. (laughs) Well, I do think I do think that the the movie does have like a clear opinion about the culture. Like like the the second the the you know um, uh, James McAvoy shows up, the main doctors like you know they still believe in witch doctors. Most people want witch doctors. Blah blah blah. And then like when they finally when there are final moments. Yeah, 
Yeah, and when there are final moments with when he first meets Forrest Whitaker and he's like talking about how he knows precisely uh, when he'll die. He saw it in, the, in a dream and like in the scene, like when he meets uh, his wives, it's like the movie. Look, I, I, not that the movie said much about it, but there's a tone when these things happened that like very much felt like the movie was looking down on just cultural things like having a dream. I, I don't know if having a dream about when you're going to die is a part of the culture, but I wouldn't put it past a, a, a society of people that, that, that uh, have witch doctors and, and uh, sort of uh, deal with that as a part of their culture to just for someone to be like, I had a dream of when I was going to die and to just have that belief. Like, I like, I don't know. Like it just felt like they were like pointedly going, look at how bad this is look hey, at man. how different this is Terry Washington deserves better yo like I think know. about think about she it does. between this movie and was it Django oh god like she's too good of an actress to be doing this bullshit bro and the thing is both of those movies were made by white dudes who thought they were doing something like I'm looking at this movie and I'm looking at the poster of this movie and fucking like but not just the dudes who made it everyone who watched and celebrated this film patted themselves on the back you know what I mean? Yeah. The Academy patted themselves on the back. I thought that this movie, I thought that Forrest Whitaker was the lead of this movie because of how celebrated this movie was. And nobody, nobody at the time had an issue with the fact that they were telling a story about a Uganda, literally Africa, again, by the way, when, you know what movie beat The Color Purple? Mm-mm. It's a movie called Out of Africa. You know who that movie stars? Wait, Meryl please. Streep. <laughs> what the fuck you talking about? I'm not kidding. The movie stars Meryl Streep, and it's about two white people in the country of Africa. They can constantly celebrate movies that are about the African country who what it's just white people who are the leads. And then when a movie came around. Beasts of No Nation, where it was all black people and telling the African story. Guess what? Got didn't get nominated for one Academy Award. Bro, hold on, time out, time out, bro. Do you know how much money this movie made out of Africa? How much money? Out of Africa's budget was twenty eight million. It made a hundred and twenty eight point five million. This is a drama, bro. Yeah. Starring, starring Robert Redford. Yeah, Robert Redford and Meryl Streep. <laughs> Nick. Yo, hey, hey, listen, I'm not even going to keep yelling during this episode. This is, in the, and they, this is what I'm saying. This was the okay. 80s. Then two, flash forward to 2006, and they're still doing the same thing, and they're still patting themselves on the back. Flash forward to 2017, the movie about Thurgood Marshall comes out, and we haven't seen it yet, but all we've heard from our fans mm-hmm. is that that movie is starring, what's his face? Oh, do I do, right? Uh, the dude from, <laughs> the dude from. Oh, uh, right. I'm about to pull it up, I'm about to pull it up. From the the wedding ringer, I know he's a funny guy. Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Apparently, he's like one of the main character. He's really the main character in that movie. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's so it's we have this is what this is what our podcast is about. I know there are probably people listening to this movie who watched The Last King of Scotland and really liked that movie, and you really like James McAvoy, and you're like, I like oh, James I McAvoy. didn't know about this story and blah blah blah. But here's the other thing about this. Here's the other. Uh, we're going to talk about this. The other thing that I think is really insidious is that, okay, I, I agree. This dude was a bad guy. This dictator was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He was. He's terrible. Do you know who owned Uganda? 
No. In ni- from 1900 to like 1950, Mm-mm. or actually probably earlier than that, the British. You know what happened? You know all the... In- Remember there was a scene in this movie where he kicks out all the... It's In fact, in, I think he says in the movie he's kicking out British citizens, but you can see that it's like Indians and yeah, yeah, yeah. Asian people who leave. Yeah. So that was a huge thing. Do you know how all those people got to Uganda? Mm. Like, why are there Indians? Jerry, like, oh, why are there, in- why are there Indians in Uganda? Mm. How, how do they get there? The British. The British took them there so that they could literally be a buffer between the blacks and the white people who were ruling. They didn't want to really talk to the black people. So they put the Indians in place to be the middle class so that, in fact, I was reading that one, (laughs) they accounted for 1% of the population and had 25% of the GDP. Who, the Indian people? Yeah. And so what happened was all the Africans started becoming racist towards the Indians because they hated them because they were looking at them like, you're stealing our stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you got... British people brought you here and now you're making money and we don't we don't get to be in the positions of power that you are and the government was catering to them. So what happens is when this dude comes in, the Ugandan guy, he comes in, he's like we're kicking them off. By the way, it happened it happened a year after he became in power. This movie acted like it was like years and years yeah. later. It happened the year after you came in power. He kicked all those people out. Now, was it a bad move for the economy? Yes, and like it and like there was it could be handled in a different way, but you don't know the history. When you know the history, you go, okay, there was a reason though. He wasn't just a madman. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just some crazy person. You know what I mean? Wait, like, so you're telling me you're going to make a movie about like a dictator. It might be interesting to show all facets of like maybe what it was like before he got into power, what it was like when he was in power, what his mindset was while he was in power, yeah. and what happened when he was overthrown. Yeah, and maybe like maybe talk about some of the stories of like all the white people who were doing bad things. How did you guys not? Who is that white guy in this movie? Oh, the the, the British guy he keeps going to. Yeah. Did, um. Wait, wait. Let me did you guys think like James? Did you think he was a bad guy? I, at first, I, I did. At no, first, I, I didn't did. follow any of that. I didn't follow any of the any time he went to talk to the to the to the British dude and any of the conspiracy and the I didn't follow any of it. Right, like you didn't know who he was. But in the movie, it sets him up, right? You thought he was bad, right? It sets At first, him, the first time you see him. It sets him, him is like, he's like, oh, he's a bad guy. And then you realize like, oh, he just knows. He's like, no, James McAvoy, like, you just don't realize what's happening. Yeah, the whole time. And they exonerate all the white people. Do you realize that? Is there one white person in this movie who's a bad guy? Um, John, um, just to paraphrase <laughs> what you, the story you told earlier, apparently there was a person who wanted a white guy who wanted to be a part of the government who was just as bad or who was... You know, they could have made a movie. They want to make a movie about a white dude during this time. They could have did it on the one who was like fucked up. Yeah, like the, they, that would have been great. Like, just show me that dude. But no, you wanted to have a bunch of saviors in this movie, bro. Yeah, you're right. There's not a bad white person in this movie. Not one. They're all good people. They're all good people who do good things. How do we talk about this movie? I'm not talking about these white these. these I'm not talking about these white people. This whole movie, and I'm not racist. Just people yeah. know. Let's I just about- don't want to do it. I don't want to do it because the thing is, this movie ain't about us. And I want I want to talk about Kerry Washington's character. Yeah, right? let's talk about Kerry Washington. She's in this movie, and I thought she was gonna have a bigger part because it's Kerry Washington. She's yeah, on the they, poster. Like they threw her know, up in the in the title. She's up there. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. She's in this movie. She's the wife. I'm like, all right. And to me, if there if which is true in real life that they did have this t- kind of relationship where. You know, he kind of disowned her. She got a little bit older, which they don't really talk. 
touch on, but like that's what happened. She had like three kids or something like that. She got older. One of the his son uh, was sick, and he didn't want to, you know, claim the son and all that kind of stuff. Tell me that story, or don't use her as another plot device just to get the hero to the end of the movie, because that's all she became. She became something at when James McAvoy was on his down and out luck. Like she legit looks at him. And she gives him that like lusty look when they're at the pool. And then when James McAvoy gets really drunk, she saves him again. She's like, oh, no, not here. And then they immediately go have sex. They have this affair. Why? Like, why does she have that affair with him? Why would she risk her? She knows that ris- she's risking her life. She legit. Why legit, does she fall in love with him? Legit, he goes, ah, fuck it. She stops him and then kisses yeah. him again. Like, first off, she ain't that crazy. Like, in the, it's like they had sex like at the party yeah. that he was at. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't even go like hide or meet up. They literally just walked away from the party together, went to another room and had sex and then had the audacity to lay in bed after. Yeah. They just had an affair mm-hmm. with a dictator who kills at, who at this point, James McAvoy, remember at this point in the movie, he is scared of him. Yeah. So you just give no. And not only that, but dude, but this is my thing that's so fucking disgusting is that this woman comes to you. I'm not gonna lie. I got a little mad. I was so mad he got her pregnant. I was like, the moment I realized, I was, I was, my fucking heart was hurting. <laughs> he gets her pregnant, and then she comes to him, and he shuns her so quickly, dude. At yeah. no point did he ever become understanding in that conversation, yo. So when he starts crying at the end, yeah, I get that. Yeah, someone died, and you feel bad about it. But you didn't care about that woman three scenes ago. Yeah. And basically, you just had this black woman in here to be a victim, yo. How many times are we gonna watch movies? That are set back in a different time period when black women are just used as a crutch for the man in some movie, dude. They always get abused. They always get hurt. They always get beat. And it's only to propel the hero of the movie to do the right thing. Right. Like, come on, bruh. Like, come on. Like, we got like, we don't, we don't give black women any respect in these movies. We just don't. I mean, I'm even thinking about hidden figures. And again, hidden figures doesn't even give the black women respect. Because at the end of the day, she still has to have, what is it, fucking Robin Hood knock down the uh the, the, the colors only bathroom and she's doing these Robin Hood to bring her in the damn um, control room. Wow. What are we talking about, man? I'm over here fucking, fucking the postman got to let her in the damn control room to see the damn thing that she created. What are we doing, bruh? What are we doing? Like, does no one understand this? Like, I feel like if someone listens to the podcast, like, oh man, they're so angry, they're so angry. This ain't even anger no more. This is just like, what? I'm confused, bruh. Right. What is this? Man, we should have reviewed. Is it a boot three yet? <laughs> James, are you still with us? I'm here. James, you really just hate me. I ain't even mad at you, bro. James is sitting back. I ain't even mad at you, James. I'm looking at the poster right now, and it's like, what are we saying? Like, legit, the only time, the only time I actually like the movie is the speech of Forrest Whitaker at the end of the movie. That's the only time I like the movie. And yeah, he's about to do something fucked up oh in it, but that speech is so God. honest. What? I I can't I can't necessarily verify the co- complete accuracy of this, but I'm just reading this thing right here that says, <clears throat> uh, "People should know that the creators of the film barred it from being shown barred it from being shown publicly in Uganda. They knew that people here would corroborate." The information and the film would lose its credibility. (laughs) 
Wow. Uh oh, Slate did an article about it. Wow. Uh yeah. This James, about, you want to talk about some like is it like Willie like <laughs> hey, how's LA, James? It's good. It's nice. Um it's like 97 right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's hot. Cool. Damn. Yeah, no, it feels good. You know, the wind is nice. So I mean, I can't. I, like, I don't even want to talk about this, and I feel bad because I, I listeners, I, I just think you guys should really. I hope, I hope if you listen to this podcast for a while, you are kind of picking up on the things, and we're not just always bullshitting. Like this movie is not about the black man; it's supposed to be about, you know. And forty two wasn't about the black man; it was supposed to be about. Hey, this, this is, this is not. Uh, <sighs> yeah. So the uh, the thing I do want to talk about really is like this speech uh the some of the speeches that happen really the one at the end <laughs> oh i wish i could find a transcript for that uh so like at the end you know uh forrest whitaker's character uh, amin uh finds uh, the president amin finds out that you know he slept with uh his wife Kay, carrie washington and they literally, so he's like there and they like have him beat up and he just goes, says something that to the effect of you've, you've never experienced anything real in your life. Your whole life has been fake. Ooh. And you came Ooh. to, you came to Africa because of some fake dream, but this is real and we are real people. And your death will be the only real thing about you. That's real. I was no, like, he, damn. Because what did he say? He's like, yeah, you wanted to come to Africa and like play white man. Yeah, you want to play the white man. You want to play the white savior. He literally says that to him. And it's 100% accurate. Yeah, it's like, that's what you planned on doing. Yeah. Yeah, you but wanted- then the movie completely undercuts the weight of this speech by having David Oyelowo come in, revive him, and then tell him to his face, I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> Because there's literally no reason. So the no script reason. people, they just re- wrote, he goes, why are you doing this? I don't know. You deserve to die. But then he's like, but maybe you can redeem yourself and go, you know, tell people what's really happening here. And I'm like, why? Everyone already knows. We've, clear- we've clearly shown that everyone already knows. The only reason that he knows is because of all the papers. This dude has no idea what's happening here. He's the least informed person here. Bruh. This movie. And then David Yellowwell's character gets shot for sa- for helping save him. And the movie ends with James McAvoy on a plane getting his shoulder rubbed by some random woman. So that's what this movie is about. They <sighs> can a black person win an Oscar for just being a good person or like having some type of internal conflict. You know, can can a black person get nominated and win an Oscar for maybe a role like, I don't know, even Leonardo DiCaprio's role. We had to play like a person who fought against all odds to survive. Can a black person win that Oscar or does a black person have to be the cause of the trouble in the woods? You know? Right. Can 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 we have the Martin Luther King, Malcolm, oh no, I guess we can't because someone has betrayed Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and neither one of them got an Oscar. Um, hmm. Did they even, did, did David even get nominated for an Oscar for that role? 
David Yellow? Yeah, did he get nominated? You know that he didn't get that. Wait, for Selma? Yeah, did no. he, he didn't get nominated. No. Honestly, I thought he. Okay. Well, hmm. okay. <laughs> no, that was the year of Oscar So White. Uh, yeah, man. So, I hope everyone's having a good day. Like, I don't want mm-hmm. to say about this movie. Yeah, James, you got to help us out, man. Because this movie is like, this movie's like, you can't. No, I just delete. I just. I just deleted all of my notes. <laughs> well, you know, what what? Were not- I, have, I have not, I have nothing to talk about. I deleted all my notes. We, we pretty much already covered it. There's a lot about it that just like, you know, they're just a lot of examples of times where he's blatantly privileged that it's like that, you know, you're, I'm just kind of waiting and hoping for his, uh, come up and it never comes, you know, uh, well, I'm going to skip to a Dear Hollywood because I'm done talking about this movie. Yeah, I, honestly, it's so weird. It's just like, why? Sh- like, yeah, you're right. Like, why are we talking about a movie in which it's completely fake? And for no reason, like, they couldn't even come up with a lame excuse as to why they added this fake character. What is, what is, he's a white dude. What is the purpose of him? Forrest Whitaker said it. White savior movie. What are we? He, what is he saving? He's a terrible person. He's even just, this fake character is a terrible person in the movie. They're just showing. They wanted to make a movie about um, the dictator, and they wanted to say, "Oh, how can we tell people about the dictator and get them to watch it?" Oh, let's put a white guy in it because apparently the dictator isn't interesting enough to have a, story a naive about. guy, a white guy who, who was so naive to think that uh, like people of Africa could lead their own countries, and who who's so naive to think that the British people were there. Uh, like taking away from Africa while we all know now after watching this movie, no, the British people were there to help try to save Africa and the Africans are the ones who are screwing it up by cheering for evil dictators and evil dictators just doing really bad things. Let's not, let's not, let's completely ignore the fact that, oh, by the way, this dude was supported by the CIA. This leader. Was he? Yeah. He got he got he got uh, weapons from the CIA. Um, Let's ignore all of these these instances of the United States uh, organizing coups, of the fact that the British Empire uh, colonized so many African countries and then stripped them of their resources, and then even when they finally quote unquote left, they actually still kept people in power. Let's ignore the fact that even freaking Israel, at the end of this movie, we learned that Israel just, in, with the uh, armed force, invaded this country to get those hostages. Now, should those hostages have been there? No, pr- no. Now, no, no. I'm not, a, I'm not saying that that's okay. But could you imagine that? Could you imagine if somebody from a Middle Eastern country took a SEAL team to Guantanamo Bay and killed a bunch of people there to free their prisoners? What would we do? Oh, you know what America would do. Even though we all know that Guantanamo Bay is illegal and messed up, what would we do if another country came in with their military and took out our people to free prisoners? Right, you know, you know, you know what they would do. So what's really interesting about this movie is that it actually says nothing. All it is doing, it's like, yes, we get it. This dude is a bad guy. You didn't tell us anything about him. All you told us is that white people are trying to come in to help and they were too naive. 
The white person who tried to come to help, he was a dumb, naive, little privileged kid, and he got his butt whooped, almost got killed because he didn't realize how big and bad all the Africans were. That's what the... Please tell me if that's not the message of this movie. What is the message of this movie? Like, because I legit don't know. That, what were people celebrating? That, that white people can make a movie much easier than black people. So why not tell a story that's different? So let's tell a story about a black dictator. But, but hey, we wanted to sell and be you know, important, so let's make it with a white lead. Um, John, if you don't mind. Um, Please. God, I don't know how to start this off. Um, dear Hollywood, can you stop being the douchebag at the club <laughs> who's just drunk and just just swinging your dick around, hitting on any chick you want. Like, you actually don't give a fuck about none of them. You just want to prove that you can get laid. Can you stop being that disgusting asshole? Could you give Forrest Whitaker, you know, not only an actor, but a producer who's bought us dope, who is, who, who, <laughs> who's bought us Fruitville Station, which he'll propel not only as director, not only as writer, but not only as actor. He did that on his own back. Can you not give my man, who's also produced a movie coming out called Roxanne Roxanne, which is going to be one of the dopest movies of all time, with Nia Long, Marsha, Mahershala Ali is in it. My man, who's also bringing us a movie, Sorry to Bother You, that gave our boy, Jermaine Fowler, one of his biggest parts in the movie to date. Mm -hmm. My man deserves better than this. My man deserves for you to not use him as some type of prop to put up to say, hey, you know what? We got to give another black guy an actor. Uh, this one's good enough. Let's give it to him. Cause we ain't like we ain't fucking stupid. We saw the movie. We know this movie ain't about him. We know this movie isn't about this black character. Can we stop making movies like this, like Forty Two, like like Hidden Figures? Stop propelling it like you actually give a fuck. And just you know what? Be like Trump. Stop giving a fuck. Just be honest about it. You know what I'm saying? Don't sit here and be like, oh, we're the liberal place where you can come and we can tell stories about you know about everyone. Everyone's accepted. Cause that's not fucking true. It's not true. At the end of the day, like like John said, we don't have a Gary Oldman. Like we don't have character actors. We're not allowed to do that kind of shit. We gotta fucking save the day. We gotta be really fucking handsome. We have to be at to a point where you know what? Ah, uh, they're cool. They're black, but you know they're they're, they're more than that. You know they're, they're more than that. You know, can we get a story? If you're gonna tell one of our stories and not fucking consult or do real history or do real research on the objects or the person that we're talking about, how about you have a black person who knows something about it and just check in on some shit? My man had a movie. This movie puts a black woman in it as a prop, yo. And literally, this embodies her. Like, that's, that's what happens. He fictionalized a white man impregnating a black woman. And the white man lives. The black woman gets cut up in pieces. And the black dude who eventually saves that white man is killed for saving this white dude. At no point in your fictional story did you have one of those addendums at the end that says, oh man, the white guy went back and took care of the kid who needed medical help, who now is what? Dead? Like, what, what is that? I think, My, I think that kid wasn't even real. Oh, get the fuck out of here! Are you serious? I am, I am serious. Well, Hollywood, all I ask is this. If you're going to include African-Americans and people of color in your movies, and, you, and I'm not even going to say white men, you can't make movies about black people or people of color. I'm just saying respect the topic and the subject that you're making the movie on. Respect it. Research it. When you make this movie and you realize that your white person in the movie is giving all the speeches and saving the day, 
question why am I really making this movie? What kind of movie do I want to make? Just have a little bit of care and concern and class about it. That's all I'm asking. Be better, Hollywood. Ugh. Fucking piece of shit ass movie. I gotta stop. And I just have something really quickly. Um, I'm I'm looking at this article from from April. Okay, so it's from April 11th, 2017. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. And the the (laughs) truncated title, I'm just going to give you guys the truncated title, is 11 Awesome Movies in Development. Okay. 11 Awesome Movies in Development. Okay. All right. Guess which one is number six. I'm you about guys, to Google this right now. Eleven awesome movies. What, what, what um, website? Remember, is this? that's a partial title. <laughs> Eleven yeah, awesome the full movies. Title is, <laughs> what? The full what title is. It? is <laughs> Say it. It's on digit. On digitalspy.com. What's the? From what April is this? What's number six? Digitalspy.com. You guys guess. Oh my is god! It, is it? It's Hancock. Hancock. Obviously, obviously, it's Hancock too. So. It's, you know, they call it an awesome movie, so I appreciate that. Um, uh, and, they, and, they, and they say, I'm just going to read what they say about it. You're so, making everyone mad. The first Hancock wasn't as well received as it could have been. <laughs> you know, probably because it, it muddled the second half. Like, muddled just like a little bit. A little bit? Cool, and Like a little bit. Uh, anarchic uh, principle principle of a drunk careless homeless superhero who annoys the city he lives in and made it into a convoluted love story about gods or something but that doesn't mean we couldn't still have a sequel see with smith back in the beanie hat okay all right uh, john all john can wow. you set up um no like this end, is no james they, james they call you did it, it an awesome movie james you did give it a shout out to digital spy D- james you did it give a shout out you probably just google hancock and that's okay. the only thing that came up. uh it he was actually, the most recent thing. It was the most recent thing. So you guys act like it's not in the news. But it wasn't. It is in the news. This is, it thank, is in the news. As James, recently as April 11th, 2017. James, Still, you're right. James, James, no, James. Thank you. You're, no, James, you are 100% right. John, you. can you please set us up? Yeah. Uh, I've officially confirmed that she had... She had no children with him. I don't want even want to know that, bro. I can't. I'm good. They actually divorced before this movie died. Okay. This movie is hot. hot. It's time for the cause. Trash. We rate and review films not what? based on how, what? Oh, the facts that it I just It gets nothing. It's getting nothing for me, John. I can't wait. It's getting nothing for is that, me. Is that what you said what to, James? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't believe what's happening. <laughs> Nothing. It gets. I wanted to give it a palm. I know. No, Wait, John. I gotta explain what the three things are. Fine, go ahead. Everyone Ray review knows. film. No, knows. no. Some people are listening and they're like, "I love the Last King of Scotland." And if they somehow managed to get to the end of this, which they probably did, they probably turned yeah. it off because they felt really guilty about the fact that they loved the movie. And then we got angry at it. And then they got defensive, and then they turned this movie off. It's cool, man. When you get defensive, think about that. You're like, "Oh, cool. I'm getting defensive because something that I believe is being attacked." And I understand, like, your beliefs are, are part of your identity. So when something you believe is being attacked, you feel like you're being attacked. Let us just tell you right now, we're not attacking you, okay? We're, we're not. If you like this movie, we're not attacking you. We're trying to open your mind a little bit 
and I am. I'm attacking you, them. Okay, honestly. okay. James the third is, but I'm just saying we're showing you a different perspective. You have time. Do you have time to take this in, think about it, mull it over, go back, maybe watch the movie again, and think about what we said while you're watching the movie and go, why is James McAvoy the lead of this movie if he's not a real person in any way whatsoever? What are they trying to say in this movie? What are they trying to say about Africa? What are they trying to say about Uganda? What are they trying to say about the people here? Why hey, hey, what, what kind of intro? What kind of setup? What kind of setup? Are the calls that you doing right now? Anyway, so we rate the film <laughs> based off the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. Uh, if we think it helped the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood, not based on how much we liked it or how well it was made, we give it a black fist, full black fist, if it helped the cause, a white palm if it kind of helped the cause, or we don't give it anything if it didn't help the cause. On the count of three, you ready? Yep. James, it's getting nothing. You ready? One, I'm two, three. Ugh. I know what you're going to get. I know, I know why you gave it a palm. I gave it a white palm. I know why you gave it a palm, and James. I thought about it. Yeah, I have a palm, too. Nope. All right, we got two po- white palms and nothing. I gave it a nothing because I think this movie is disrespectful. Yeah. I think, I think, and again, I'm not even talking about the performances. Like, I totally understand. I'm very happy that... That Forrest Whitaker won an Oscar. I do. I think he's a great actor, but I also think that this was a, he did great. I thought, but I think that like he he deserved more. I think that he yeah. deserved more scenes in this movie. I think I think that he deserves an Oscar for a movie that he is officially the lead of. I think he was used as some type of I don't know some type of like marketing. Tr- yeah, tool? like yeah, just like for show, saying hey man, we have this movie with Forrest Whitaker. He's playing like this evil, ruthless like uh uh. Um, president of Uganda and it was just fake and it was fictional I hated I hated how they portrayed um, Kerry Washington in this movie I I, I almost wish she didn't do it like yeah. I, I, I honestly wish she didn't do it um, uh, I think I think this I think this movie is almost worse than Django for her character because I hated her character in Django because they didn't they just used she is literally an object that they're just trying to get that's it um, James McAvoy, who I've met in real life, who is a dope dude, and I get this is earlier in his career, and like he was trying to get on, but this ain't it, man. This ain't the swag, and I'm really disgusted with the director of this, who is now doing a Whitney Houston yeah, documentary. Who is this guy? He's doing a Whitney Houston documentary right now. This motherfucker is doing a Whitney Houston documentary. You know who the movie's going, the doc going to be about? It's going to be about her white chauffeur. <laughs> That's who's going to be about. He, he's going to add Kevin Costner and just had a bodyguard out of nowhere and be Kevin like, oh, this is guy. real. That's what he's going to fucking do. I don't like that this book was made. I don't like that, that these two writers adapted this movie. And the thing is, I want people to understand that we're not just shitting on movies to shit on movies. This movie is marketed as a movie about Forrest Whitaker, and it's not. It is about a white man doing the most privileged of white things, going to another country, like literally having sex with his women. A woman dies because of it. He sees the error of his ways and how bad the black people really live and how good he had it, where he had it from when he goes, oh, I, I shouldn't be doing this. I should be saving little old ladies. And you know what he does? Someone, another brown person sacrifices their life so he can go back and live that life and have a story to tell when he's with his friends having a cocktail and a dinner. That's what he does. That's what this is. And the thing is, this movie was celebrated by Hollywood, the same business we want to get into, which is honestly kind of sad now that I think about it, that this is the movie that they champion. So. A little bit about this director, by the way, Kevin McDonald. He's a documentarian. 
He's a documentarian, and this was his first like feature f- narrative film. Why? Why did they give this film to him? Before this, he directed Touching the Void, be, uh, A Brief History of Errol Morris, One Day in September. These are all documentaries. Uh, Chaplin's Goliath. And guess what documentary he directed in 2012? Marley. About Bob, Bob Marley. Uh, I'm not talking about the Dune more. All right. James? Yeah, I mean, I gave it a palm just because uh, he won the, the best actor. Like, I felt like, just based off of why we give movies fists and palms and nothing, like, like this movie helps the cause because he got a best actor award and he won, like, the nomination and he won it. So, like, I can't say that it doesn't help the cause at all. Um, the movie itself is complete and utter garbage. We've made that very clear over the last uh, hour. But, um, but yeah, like you know, he won. He won the Oscar. So, like, what? Else, what am I gonna do? What can? I, what can you do? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The BAFTA really. They really celebrated this film. Bre- it won best British film. It won best screenplay. It won best actor. Uh, and it was nominated for best film. Great. And nominated for best a- actor in a supporting role, James McAvoy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I gave this a movie a, a, a white palm because Forrest Whitaker did win uh, Best Actor, which I think does help the cause. Ultimately, it helps people recognize who Forrest Whitaker is, which got him more roles. David did Yellow it, did well, he get more roles? Wow. I mean, I'm on his IMDb. Should I can you keep you going? I'm gonna call out his. I'm gonna call out his Lee roles after this movie. You know, you have David Yellowo who got a small part in this film, and obviously he went on to start leading movies. Kerry Washington's in it too. I know, under dubious circumstances, but it did give some of our uh, bigger players some some roles, and it and he is like the prominent, you know, actor in the movie. He's the mo- he's the one that people remember the most. But for I mean, this movie wasn't about him. It's just really sad, honestly. Hey, can, can I'm can sorry I, we did another sad movie. Can, we've been can I can I shout out we've some been of getting movies? hoodwinked for real. <laughs> can I shout out some of his lead movies since the release of this one? Okay. Uh, I'm you know oh, ooh, ooh, let's play a game let's play a game okay okay let's play a game let's play a game all right all right all right I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a Forrest Whitaker movie and you guys tell me if you think he's the lead or not. All right. <clears throat> all right. Uh. Uh. Arrival. Well, we know he's not the lead of that. Amy Adams is. Rogue One. Yeah, no. That, that's okay, a, okay, a, okay, okay. Another okay. white woman is the lead. Okay, okay, okay. Black Panther. No, he's not. The okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay. Uh, Labyrinth. All right, now there's a movie that's coming out that's examining the murders of Biggie and Tupac. Ooh. Do you think he is playing an investigator who's doing it? Or is it a white person who's trying to figure out is Biggie and Tupac? Come on, guys. Come on. Is it really a white person? Oh, it's Johnny Depp. Niggas, y'all playing. All right, come on. Hey, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Y'all fucking with me. Y'all talking about how the, how the Oscars are helping niggas out and shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, oh, you know what? Okay. I got one. I got one. What's that? I got one. Lee Daniels, the butler. That's right. Lee he Daniels, was the lead. He, he was, was the lead. lead Lee Daniels, okay. The okay. 2013. He was a butler. He was a butler <laughs> to all of the white presidents before him. He was a butler to all the white presidents. Woo, man. And you know what? 
That was considered an Oscar movie. That was an Oscar. That's considered an Oscar movie. <laughs> no. Oh, good lord! That was Oscar. Fair. Okay, okay, okay. All right, one more, 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 one more. All right. <clears throat> Out of the furnace. Nah, man, he's barely in that movie. Oh shit, man! I tried to, I tried to get you on that one. Oh, I tried that to get with, you on that. that was one. with uh, Christian Bale. Christian yep. Bale. Yeah. I tried to get you on that. <sighs> so this was fun. Um, oh, he's in Southpaw. I mean, he's not the leader of that, obviously. Oh, he no. He was in Taken 3. He's not the lead of that either. Oh, he was in The Last Stand. He's not the lead of that either. He deserves better than this, dude. Damn. Like, and honestly, Forrest Whitaker deserves better than this. He deserves better than this. Actually, the butler didn't get nominated for any Oscars. Why'd you even tell me that? Uh, Why'd you do that? Thank you for listening. We, uh, you can uh, follow us at Black Men Podcast. It's on Twitter. At, we're on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website where you can check out uh, things like our show Projecting, which uh, recently was screened at the New York Television Festival. Thank yeah. you for people who came out to that. Thank you. Uh, you can follow me at John Braylock on Twitter and Instagram. JohnBraylock.com is my website. Uh, James? James Third Comedy and JamesThirdComedy.com. Third is 3RD. Yeah, I'm back on Twitter and I'm on Instagram at Gerard Milligan. Chat. Let's complain about this movie together. We should actually write it. I, I actually, I actually feel somewhat compelled. I may find this person and send them a letter, yo. I may, I may legit find a director and the two writers and send them letters because this is crazy. It is pretty crazy. Um, you we can, good you can review. Time. You can, if you want to review us, uh, you can go to iTunes, review us, give us five stars, and we'll re- read your review out loud on the air. Uh, thank you for all the people who have uh, been doing that. We appreciate it. I have some reviews loaded up here. You guys ready for them? Yeah. All right. This one is by... Uh, wait, hold on. Let me just make sure I'm doing people who we haven't got. Uh, I think I did this one. Man, I really want to do a movie with... um. All right. This is by Quirky Punk. Quirky punk. So entertaining. Heart emoji. Thank you, Sean. This podcast is... Nope, it's not. Oh, that's not just the title. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) This podcast is so entertaining. (laughs) This was solidified for me when I listened to their review of Baywatch, a movie that I was planning to avoid, and their review changed my outlook of the movie and made me excited to watch it. I rented the movie immediately after listening to the podcast. After class, of course. Even if you haven't... haven't watched the movie or don't like it, the three of them make the experience worthwhile. 10 out of 10, I love when they go on tangents and rants. Thank you. Thank you. This one's uh, by Bossy Pants 47 You brothers are killing it, is the title. Lit. Thanks so much for a fresh, honest, relevant, and historical critique, a hysterical critique of our roles in the film world. As a WOC director in theater, I appreciate that my frustrations are discussed with truth, uh, with the truth it deserves, but with the humor that gets us through. Keep doing what y'all doing, my brother men. God bless. Bless, sister. Thank you. I'll read one more. The title of this is Three Black Men, One Noble Cause. This is by Great Granderson. (laughs) This podcast isn't just entertainment, it's education. It's about more than being woke. It's about being aware. Undoubtedly, Hollywood is typically unfair to ethnic and gender minorities, but nothing will ever change unless more people become involved in the conversation and push for change. The hosts approach this serious topic with heart and humor. 
They are funny, insightful, and at times justly indignant. A M Dura. Excuse me. <laughs> it's an ideal balance. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. Thank you guys so much. Those were really nice reviews. Yeah, thank you. Uh, what are we doing next? Let's do something fun. Something that like we know we won't hate. Yeah. Next week will be uh, November fourteenth. Uh, do you guys know what you want to review? I kind of want to review Love Jones. I've never seen it. And I was shamed at an audition by a bunch of black women for not watching it. <laughs> I've never seen it either. I'm down. James, you down for Love Jones? Also down. I need to find somebody who can watch it. Y'all got 1997 wives. film Love Jones starring Lorenz Tate and Nia Long. Go watch it. All right, y'all. Peace. See you next week. Peace. That was a HeadGum Podcast.